Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our discussion of tongues and the study of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, specifically verses 20 through 25. The key to this passage are the verses that come immediately before this passage, verses 18 and 19, which read, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. However, in the church I desire to speak five words with my mind so that I may instruct others also, rather than 10,000 words in a tongue. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he teaches the true purpose of the gift of tongues in today's portion of this week's message, Tongues Are For a Sign. When the Word of God is proclaimed and people understand it, important spiritual fruit is born. If only tongues takes place, there's going to be confusion. Now, this manifestation caused quite a scene. We'll come back to it in a minute. But look back over to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 24 and 25. Now we're talking about when it's a group of believers in Christ. Verse, verse, uh, well, he said in verse 23, if you're all talking in tongues, they're going to think you're nuts. Verse 24 and 25. But if all prophesy, meaning several might speak forth the Word of God, and an unbeliever or an ungifted man enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so he will fall on his face and worship God, declaring that God is certainly among you. So if you're in the church, you want to make sure everybody there can understand and an unbeliever can hear the Word of God, applied by the Spirit of God, be convicted and come to faith. Now, look back again at what happened after that first manifestation of tongues. Immediately after the tongues thing happened, Peter preached about what was going on. Now, mind you, Peter preached in the language that they all shared in common. We can't be dogmatic about what language they were speaking, most likely Aramaic, could well have been Greek, that was the lingua franca of the, of the world at that time. But since they were in, in, in Jerusalem, probably Aramaic, but look at the results. He's not speaking in tongues. He's preaching now about what speaking in tongues had just shown them. Acts 2, we'll go down to verses 36 to 41. He says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Do you hear that? He's saying, what this manifestation of tongues you saw is because he's the Christ 
and you crucified him. Read on. Now, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent, and each one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, that would be referring to Gentiles, as many as the Lord our God will call to Himself. And with many other words, He solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. So then, those who had received His word were baptized, and that day there were added about 3,000 souls. You understand? The tongues was merely the sign that something huge was happening. It was the end of an era for Israel. It was the beginning of an era for Jew and Gentile together in Christ. Now, would you notice that it does not say that those who believed and received the Holy Spirit spoke in tongues? That whole idea that when you receive the Holy Spirit, you absolutely will speak in tongues? That's not from the book of Acts. That's not from the book of Romans. That's not from the book of 1 Corinthians. That's not from the book we call the Bible. That's sadly made up. Peter calls them to repent. That means, literally the word means to change your mind. Repent means to acknowledge your sin Acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Change your mind about who He is. Understand who He is. Turn from your sin by turning to Christ in faith. He says to be baptized. They understood what being baptized was. Being baptized was a way to, symbol that, uh, to symbolize that you are following the God in whose name you're baptized. So to be baptized is how to express and demonstrate your commitment to Christ. Baptism is the physical symbol of the spiritual transformation that takes place in the heart. And he calls out to them, be saved from this perverse generation. To be saved is the result of that commitment to Jesus Christ. Jesus took on Himself all the penalty for all your sins so that you never have to. All you have to do is receive the free gift of what He did for you. And He gives to you, in exchange for your sin, His perfect righteousness, as if you lived His sinless life. And then look at verse 42. Describes those very first Christians anywhere. It says, They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, And they taught them plainly in their own language. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They had a brand new unity and a brand new joy they had never known before. So let me ask you, here we are studying tongues. It's another one of those lermons that... Sermon lesson or lesson sermon 
But look at Acts 2.42. Is that a good description of you continually devoting yourself to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread, that is getting together with other believers, celebrating the Lord's table and maybe even just having meals together and constantly praying? You know, there is nothing more winsome. There's nothing more attractive. There's nothing with more spiritual power than a group of believers in Jesus Christ enjoying their salvation together, feasting on the apostles' teaching as contained in the New Testament, constantly fellowshipping and spending time together. And look at how it worked out with them. 3,000 believed that one day, and look how they're described just shortly after that, Acts 2, 46 and 47. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple. You say, well, I guess I can't be a Christian. There's no temple for me to go to in Jerusalem. Well, that was the meeting place. The outer court of the temple was the largest place they could gather at that time. Day by day, day they were continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. Watching people celebrating their transformed lives together, that is almost irresistible. It is irresistible to anyone whom the Holy Spirit is drawing and calling to salvation. So, what do we know? Tongues was the sign to Israel that they, as a nation, were set aside exactly as Jesus had said they would be. And that when that happened, it was at that time, and it is now, time to unite with Christ by faith and therefore become part of this new thing that God is doing, uniting Jew and Gentile together in Christ. Tongues are for a sign a sign of one of the biggest turning points in all of history. And that, my friends, is what tongues is all about. Ecstatic utterance, the stuff that goes on today, it's just not the biblical gift of tongues. Let's pray. Father, thank You for explaining this to us. Thank You for revealing this to us. Thank You for helping us to see how all of these things connect through Your Word. Thank You for the majesty of Your plan, and thank You for letting us be part of it by being believers in Christ. May the message of the gospel be readily upon our lips. May You get the glory for all that is accomplished through us, we pray. And above all, continue to build your church and use us to that end, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.